Welcome to the Self-Growth Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Marie, a courage coach, creative soul, and adventure seeker. Since thru-hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2019, I'm on a mission to help you embrace your most confident self so you can achieve your dreams too. If you're eager for deep conversations, big questions, and meaningful connections, join me on the quest to discovering how we can create a more magical and memorable life. Hello, nerds! How are you? I'm really good. This week is special, very special. It's my first time receiving a guest on the self Growth Nerds podcast. So luckily, I'm with a friend. I'm with Allison from She Dreams of Alpine. I met Allison via Instagram about a year ago when I was doing the Hike This Damn Trail course when I was helping future thru-hikers prepare for their PCT and AT thru-hike. I contacted her because I loved what she was doing. Allison is a backpacking coach for adventure-seeking women, and she's the creator of the Backpacking Badass program. At first, I thought all we had in common was a love for the outdoors, but it turns out we have more than that in common. We both see the outdoors as an amazing opportunity for personal growth, and we are two self-growth nerds. I think I can call you a self-growth nerd as well, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself to my listeners, Alison. You go ahead. Tell them a little bit more about yourself. Awesome. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here, Marie. Um, I think, yeah, like the way you introduced us is perfect. Um, For everyone who's new to my world, my name is Allison. As Marie said, I'm the founder of originally a blog called She Dreams of Alpine, um, which is an outdoor adventure website. But I am more of a coach and backpacking educator in which I teach women how to be safe, confident, and self-sufficient in the outdoors through my program, um, Become an Outdoor Backpacking Badass, so that they can go on to create the adventure dreams that they have, the lifestyle, the freedom that they're craving, no matter what their background is or where they're starting at. And um, yeah, I think you... I think it's really funny the way we met, like on Instagram, because you think you won't make good connections through that, but I've just loved... I don't even remember how we stumbled on each other or... I think I saw one of your graphics, to be honest, and it's um, like you're like amazing illustrator. And I was just like, whoa, I love all these. And they're like mindset based and also outdoors and trail based. And I just like fell in love instantly, I think. I was like, I want to be friends. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For me, it was, uh, my sister sent me a screenshot of an advert of yours ah. and she was like look she's doing similar to you except she has a dog <laughs> except she has a dog that's awesome and then I was like yes she approaches the outdoors like I love to approach them like one day I, I think I said something like I want to be the Brené Brown of hiking and I think we, <laughs> like all the emotional and mindset side yeah uh, of adventure is so fascinating yeah same I totally agree So this month, I want to approach the theme of creating a life that's as fulfilling as our time in the outdoors. Like, I'm against the idea that we can be our best selves when we go on a hike and then we have to come back to our boring regular lives and be miserable from Monday to Friday until we go in the wilderness on the weekends. So that's uh, one of the reasons why I invited you because you have such uh, an adventurous lifestyle from living in Puerto Rico, adventuring in your van with your dog and your partner. But I want to know if it's always been this way for you. How did you get to a lifestyle like this? And was this level of freedom always so important to you? Yeah, I think this is a great topic in general and a great question. Like, because I definitely want to relate to people who are struggling with this and say that I haven't always felt like my life was as exciting um, on my adventures or uh, my life wasn't as exciting from day to day, like the Monday to Friday, the grind or whatever, as it was 
on my adventurous weekends. But like, even if you rewind back further, I wouldn't have ever used the term adventurous to even really describe myself when I was growing up. When I first started, well, when I was in high school, I'm like, you know, a little bit about my backstory, but I grew up in Texas and, um, you know, we didn't have the mountains or we didn't really do anything outdoorsy. I wouldn't have described myself as outdoorsy. And I kind of like carried that into college. And I think that was like the first time I really started exploring, like, you know, you start questioning everything in college. You're like, who am I? What do I want? What do I want life to be like? And I think that was kind of when I first started being curious about the outdoors and like doing adventurous things, but I didn't, you know, see myself as that. Like I didn't identify with it and I couldn't really like place myself into that persona per se. And yeah, I think what it took is I signed up, I had an internship in college in Colorado, which it's really hard not to be immersed in the outdoors when you go to Colorado. And I think that was like my first taste. I got to go on a rock. I signed up for this like rock climbing um, adventure in Garden of the Gods in Colorado Springs. Guided. It was a guided thing. And I kind of looked at it like, um, what do you call it? Skydiving, you know, one of those things you do like once in your life and never do again. But that was a really like kind of transformative piece for me. And then you know, college just kind of went on. But then after college, I moved to California. I think that adventure inspired me to want to live somewhere where I could be immersed in like, I don't know, I think I was feeling internally, and I didn't realize this sec then kind of that pull to like be somebody different or explore something different than I was originally. And that gave me an avenue. So I went to California for a job um, versus other options that I had. And yeah, then kind of went from there what did well I'm curious to know what it brought out in you like what are the parts of you that came out when you started adventuring yeah so with the rock climbing in specific I think like I just did it and I I just felt very um I think a good word to term it is aliveness you know like you're doing it and you felt this sense of like whoa, that was so hard. Like, I can't believe I did that. And it just kind of like blew my mind. I'm like, whoa, that was just, it was fun. It was just an, it was an experience. I maybe like as college student hadn't really expected to have, I don't know, with, without like, you know, alcohol being involved or something. I don't know. It was just this fun thing that I just, completely was blindsided by and I wanted to do more of and I wanted more of that feeling and um, I knew it was like rooted in the outdoors I didn't quite know what I wanted my life to be like in the outdoors but I knew I just wanted to be I loved I like was starting to love the mountains like it just gave me this feeling of like yeah aliveness is a really good way to term it and I think I just followed that I got curious with it and I started following it which yeah, led me to California and kind of a story I tell a lot is California was um, where I was also coming into some transitions with my personal life. I was married really young at 19 and um, I ended up getting a divorce after college and I was there alone and I kind of was faced with a, like, what do you want to be? Um, kind of feeling a little bit sad for myself and I decided to like embark on a year of yes to to coin it that way sort of and just started saying yes to a lot of a lot of new opportunities which led me to backpacking because that was one of those opportunities I got that year from a coworker I was working with so oh, really what what yeah. what were you working in back then so i was an engineer and yeah that was just like a a water cooler conversation somebody was having about having permits to half dome in yosemite and I didn't know what half dome was at the time, but I was like, oh, wow, that sounds fun. Um, just like that looks shooting. like a pretty rock. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know what it looked like yet. And I was like, oh, it just sounds cool, you guys. And they're like, you should come. We have an extra permit. And I was just like, me? Um, I don't think you know. I don't know anything about backpacking. I don't think you actually meant to invite me because <laughs> I'm going to be like, 
I, I all the self-doubt drama came up at first but mm. I think because I had committed to like trying things out of my comfort zone that year I did eventually say yes to that and it, that was life-changing for me <laughs> um that one trip so before you tell us about that trip uh, I'd like to know how did you see yourself at that moment like Allison before she heard about Half Dome how did you see yourself oh yeah totally um like out of my comfort zone when it came to being outdoors I felt like kind of shy I felt like a lot of the things that I worried about were kind of silly like I worried about people regretting to invite me on things or like that I would hold people back, especially when it came to like adventurous things. Cause I didn't see myself as super like athletic or super adventurous. I didn't see myself as very brave. Um, and these are all qualities I really like associated with somebody who's outdoors, outdoorsy or whatever and fit, super fit, um, really strong. Like I just didn't kind of, see myself in that light. And so though I wanted to, I really liked the idea of being that kind of person. When I was invited, I was like, all the anxiety of like, wow, I guess it's just that judgment. You worry about people judging you not being good enough or regretting. I think my big one was like, I was like, they're going to regret inviting me on this. Like, and I'm going to ruin their trip or something. That was Mm. a big fear of mine at the time I can remember like they're gonna they're gonna realize I'm not as good as they think I am or not as yeah cool as they think I am yeah like it's not cool I'm not cool they're gonna like regret having me there it's gonna be like not a fun experience I'm gonna ruin the experience or something I'm gonna prove all of my my self-doubt reasons true or something I don't mm-hmm. know what goes on in your head really but <laughs> yeah. I remember that's what holds held me back at the time is, um, so how, in way. what ways how did the trip go and how did it change your life? Yeah, that trip. I mean, I fortunately, well, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about backpacking, but fortunately the people that I went with, they gave me a good starting place and they were really patient with me. I was just very clear with them. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably going to be slow. I was just like voicing that constantly. They're like, don't worry. So they were a really good first group of people to go with because we took our time and it was just like, I really felt no judgment and it felt like a really safe place and Mm. group able to be with on this experience. And um, yeah, we went out and did half dome and it was like the hardest thing I had ever done in my life. But at the same time, you know how you go out and have those experiences. I'm sure you had the same feeling with the PCT. You did it. And like half the time you're miserable, but you're like, holy you're like I did that and you just feel awesome and there's a yeah like like you just want to you want to like explore that more you're like what is this side of me like I want to pursue this feeling yeah yeah you blow your own mind yes Um, like last year I climbed the chief in Squamish BC so it's like it looks a little bit like a half dome actually it's big rock climb yeah and I felt like I was going to die half the time. It was probably, I felt like it was harder than the PCD. It felt more risky. And yeah. when I when I was on the top, it's like, oh my God, I feel unstoppable. This was so hard and I was not gracious at all. The whole time, <laughs> like I, I was not gracious. I was like, like a whale pulling myself up. But yeah. then when you make it to the top, you feel so unstoppable. Yeah, it's so true. And I like, I think... I mean, even now, this is kind of like way fast forwarding, but I like to make sure I'm doing things every year that are like that. I mean, obviously, that's your conversation is bringing that into your daily life. And I, I'm doing that constantly now, but also even with my adventures, like you reach this point where you kind of get really not complacent is maybe not the right word, but comfortable with the type and style of adventures. And I think Mm. it's really fun to plan things at least once a year, something out of my comfort zone whether it's like a taller, something bigger, like more elevation gain um, than I've done before, or maybe it's just in a new area, or maybe I'm doing it solo just to kind of like always be exploring that and testing it and like being curious with what I can do and not, cause I, I don't want to get comfortable, I guess, cause the fun is in the growth for me. Oh, that's so true. And it hurts a little bit because a friend of mine was telling me uh, 
recently that I should run, I should do a, a triathlon. <laughs> yeah. And my brain went straight to like, this is impossible. This is too hard for me. I could never do this. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like, well, I through hike the PCT. I'm sure I could do a triathlon. Like, sure, I could manage some form of triathlon. But my yeah. brain's like, no, no, we've done enough. We've done enough. <laughs> yeah. Like pushing our limits for the rest of our life. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Currently, right now, like, I think this year or the season I'm in right now is I'm really thinking about rock climbing and um there's this thing in rock climbing for those who aren't as familiar with it called lead climbing where you're the one on the top of the rope and you're setting up the top rope or you're setting the climb with your rope and so there's points where you'll be above a bolt and you could take a really big fall so i'm really curious to get good at that but more from the like applying a lot of the mindset work done I, on my personal life, but uh, learning how to apply that to higher stakes situations in the outdoors. Cause I think that's going to be a really fun thing to teach about when I like learn it for myself, but I'm in a, I'm in like the beginning of it again. Cause I, it's been a long time since I've climbed like that. I've been bouldering for a long time, but that's my new challenge. <laughs> that's going to be such, like you said, um, once you master your mind, while yes. you are lead climbing you're gonna be like next level master yeah um i i started lead climbing and i found it so difficult like my fears always took over yeah so the lessons that you'll have to share and what you'll find out about yourself are gonna be so powerful once yeah. you do that i think it'll be really fun uh, exploration so I love your approach to it. It's not necessarily like you want to be a lead climber athlete. You just want to approach it from a personal growth standpoint. Yeah, totally. I mean, and then if that translates into me being able to lead things harder, then that's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm going to start out slow. Amazing. Yeah. Your intention is clear. And if we go back uh, on your timeline, you're in California, you, you do the, the half dome with your colleagues. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Yeah, so I got back from that trip being totally mind blown. But then at the same time, um, like and having the bug to do more of those kinds of things, but finding myself in a place of, well, I didn't do anything really in that trip. I followed a bunch of people And they basically did all the heavy lifting, the planning. I realized that I didn't know anything about what I was doing. Like if I had gotten lost from my group, like I would have been in hot water, like it would have not been good. I might've gotten lost. I didn't really know any of the safety aspects. And I started to like drown almost. And I was like, oh no, like I can't do this. This is going to be like one of those things I only do like a couple times a year when I get um, invited or something. But then I kind of got frustrated with that like proposition because I'm like, well, that's like, like I should be able to figure this out and I want more of this in my life. So it really became like a journey and a commitment to doing everything possible to make like adventure a part of my life. And I was at a good place and time where I had a lot of space and I was just like, I'm going to try to be outdoors like three weekends every month or something, no matter what it is, and learning more, taking classes, reading a lot of books until I felt really confident in what I was doing. And that, and like, you know how, I'm sure you've experienced this before, but when you kind of like make that commitment, it's almost like these opportunities and um, arise for you to like rise to the occasion of what you've committed to. And that sort of kind of happened to me. It's like, I, I was like, I want this. I'm all in. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to figure it out. And then I got invited to like join, you know, a coworker's uncle's climbing club in Utah. And so I got to get some mentors. Um, and I was driving to Utah 10 hours every like three weekends, um, 10 hour drive from California to like learn from people, to learn mountaineering, to learn more about rock climbing. And it really made me like, And it was also combined with that year of, yes, just being like all in and like for the experiences, no matter what like self-doubt or fear or whatever I had, I just brought those with me. I didn't like get rid of them. They just kind of like 
we're going for a ride, you guys. Like, and everybody came, came along because I was like, this is where we're going. It's like so. a bunch of uh, minions, like minions following you. Like, we're afraid, we're afraid. What if they don't like us? But you're yes. like, come on, come on, minions, like, we're going. Yep. They might not like us, but we're doing this, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was some a weird, fierce commitment that doesn't always happen. But um, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it possessed me though. I was like, I want to figure this out for myself. Mm, you took full responsibility and committed. And it's like, uh, sometimes I talk about the universe and how you told the universe, I want to become a mm -hmm. badass in the outdoors. And then the universe was like, all right, let me send you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how committed you are to it. <laughs> yeah. Like sending you one test after the other. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember my coworker, like the 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 guy who initially told me, he was like, "Hey, I have like a, I have um a brother-in-law who runs this climbing club in Utah. Like, you should totally join it. They do this thing. They do like hard mountaineering trips every month." And I was like, "I didn't really see myself being a mountaineer. I just wanted to backpack." And he was like, "You should just do it." And I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Yeah, you should do it." And I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And then you know, lo and behold, you find yourself like driving 10 hours for these things. But those experiences really grew me fast, um, way faster than if I hadn't had, you know, some mentors to kind of show me even further the ropes of what I was doing. So mm. that was monumental. And meanwhile, all of this was happening. Did you notice uh, any impact on your day-to-day -day life? Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think I was very conscious of it at the time. but. Um, as I started doing more of these outdoor things, it like completely translated to my life and the self-confidence that I brought to my life. Like I wrote down some things about like what I experienced when I was making this transition in my life. And the outdoors taught me a lot about, um, a big thing was it taught me a lot about failure because you go out in the outdoors, you plan an adventure and you don't always get to see it through the end, or it's very hard and it didn't go how you wanted it to go, or you didn't get to summit that mountain, or maybe, you know, all these things didn't meet your expectations, but it taught me to kind of like reframe failure and a way that is like more normal. Like, and I think when I was younger, I always saw failure as a bad thing, but with the outdoors, I kind of saw failure as kind of part of the process. And like, you didn't always get to the top of the peak or sometimes you had to make calls and there may be for your safety and that's like quote unquote failure, but it's really the right choice and really being more like gentle on myself when things didn't go right and being more committed to showing up the next time and trying again. So that was a really big one. Um, the outdoors also taught me like resilience, um, being strong, even though there are hardships, not giving up, like even goofy things like putting one foot in front of the other, you know, when you're hiking all day long, like in the PCT. And sometimes the only thing that keeps you going is knowing that if you just keep making one more step forward, like you're going to get there. And even though it might be brutal in the moment, like sometimes that's what it takes and that's what you have to focus on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's just so many things like uh, imagining bigger things for myself, not putting myself in a bubble you know, of what's possible. I think that really led me to where I am now because I've started to be like, oh, if that's possible, what's possible in my day-to-day -day life kind of thing. That was big for me as well. Ah, let's hear more about that transition from yeah. where you were there then to where you are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think totally there was about six years where I was just kind of head over heels with just the outdoors and I wasn't really thinking anything It brought so much richness, richness already to my life that I wasn't feeling, um, I wasn't feeling like a pull for anything else, I guess, because maybe I had so much to learn. I felt like I was absorbing so much just from where I was at with that journey. But um, there was a point, and actually, I'll I'll tell you like two stories because there was a point where I did this and it was not in alignment. And there was a point where this transition was actually in alignment mm. with where we should be, which I, what I think you're kind of talking to. I remember being in a car driving with a coworker of mine. We were driving to Utah and I was telling him, oh, I was like, I just want to do more of this. I don't want to be at work all the time. And 
that's such a drag. And I wish there was something I could do to get out of having to work. It was just this energy of like, it was kind of this negative energy about where I was at with work and then comparing it to how I felt in the mountains and not really like that energy didn't lend itself to creativity. That energy just kind of lended itself to frustration and um, not solutions. Like it wasn't expansive. And I remember coming back from that trip and really just feeling frustrated about having to work a nine to five and only having like this kind of fun or these feelings in the weekend and feeling really upset about that. But as you can, like that was a few years that was maybe a few years before I actually ended up quitting my job that didn't actually create anything. And it wasn't until a couple years after that, where I think I started just to be, I started to realize, like, I think this is around the time maybe I discovered um, Brooke Castillo and her work in the self-coaching scholars and uh, the life coach school podcast. And I started kind of getting introduced to some of these mindset concepts. And I was there's this one thing that she always talks about, about, um, you know, don't leave someplace because you're unhappy, like find happiness in it first. And that really stuck to me. And I, I started focusing on being content where I was and like finding all the good and, um, and that, and that really lent itself to me, like not even thinking about it. And then one day having an idea to, start my own business. And I did that alongside my full-time job. And it was just such a different energy because it came out of curiosity instead of like this push um, and kind of went that direction. Mm, More of a playfulness energy. Yeah. Like, and not so desperate. It was just like, I can be happy here. And then also I started having these ideas of creating something of my own. And it wasn't because I was trying to resist what I was in. I was just excited about creating something new mm-hmm. and excited about bringing that into my own life. Cause I had found peace in what I was doing in the day to day that like subtle difference made a really big impact on the momentum in creating my own thing. And, um, eventually quitting that engineering job and going full force with uh, she dreams of Alpine. So what do you think would have happened if you had quit your job in that moment when you were frustrated and tried starting a business then? I mean, I just don't think like, that's the big problem. A lot of times when we do things out of frustration, we think it's better here than there or yeah, there than here. And so we leave or we go, you know, try to get the thing that we think is going to make us feel better. And we realize that that wasn't really the thing. It's not the thing that wasn't making you feel better. You carry those (laughs) feelings with you no matter where you go. So it's better to address the thought or the feeling that's causing the root problem instead of fixing your circumstance or like where you're at to try to change the feeling because you're still going to be with yourself no matter where you are. And I've had a lot of friends who've done it that way where they just left because they were frustrated and they've talked about how it's been kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit of a battle because it was still hard after they left because they hadn't really like found that peace um with where they're at if that makes sense i feel like i'm explaining it kind of complicated but (laughs) no i think you're picking it up it totally makes sense and also because i know this work as well i definitely fell into that trap in the past yeah and i look back leaving some some uh some job or some partner because i was frustrated and then you have a moment of relief Yes. But it's short-lived because after that, like you're, you have a human brain that's always going to find issues and no situation is perfect. I think the, the best thing with my clients now is when they approach me when they're in that phase where they don't enjoy their day-to-day job. And then they have in mind that they're going to leave their job soon and that I'm going to help them do that. And then eventually they're like, oh, now that I show my true self, now that I feel better about myself and that my colleagues and my bosses see that, I feel so much better at work and I don't want to leave my job anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the ideas and the decisions that you make from there are more grounded and empowered. Like yeah. what you did with the blog. It's not like uh, this romantic idea that you quit your job um, and then you start a business and then it succeeds straight away. Otherwise, it, it puts too much pressure when you have a, the idea to jump into something new, puts too yeah. much pressure into that new thing. And then you get disappointed or angry with yourself if it doesn't work right away. Yeah, totally. Like, it's just a, such a different energy too. And I always feel like anytime I want to pursue something, I always have to like ask myself that question. Am I doing this to escape something or to escape a feeling? Or is this really something I'm pursuing because I'm curious about it? Or like, I like to lean into following your curiosity about something because it feels just so much more playful and like, It doesn't mean that you can't be serious about it, but it's just that is such a better place for me to create from or build from than than feeling desperate or um, desperate is probably the right word. Feeling desperate for something different just doesn't really bring about what I'm trying to create mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Desperate for a result. Yeah. Desperate me... for a result Instead or a different of, feeling. Like, enjoying the process. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that like whole, the whole enjoying the journey thing is always something I'm trying to learn too, which I think the outdoors gives us a great environment to practice that in. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm like really perfect at it, but, you know, learning to love. Well, actually, I, that's one thing I love about the door, outdoors and mindset work is that so much of what we learn about in mindset work, sometimes I feel like is hard to relate to except in the vehicle of the outdoors, I'm able to take concepts that I'm learning from coaches and being like, oh, I understand this like in the concept of the outdoors. And an example of that would be like enjoying the journey. So a lot of the times, you know, like in real life, we'll be like, why do we have to struggle through this? Why is there discomfort? But if you kind of like think about it in the outdoors, like a lot of the way that we feel proud of ourselves is because we overcame this like great discomfort and did this thing outside of our comfort zone. And yes, it was painful, but like the reward was like so satisfying. Whereas if we hadn't had that discomfort, we might not have the same kind of feeling of accomplishment um, that mm. we had. I don't know. So like, in so then you can kind of appreciate the discomfort And I think about that a lot with my day-to-day -to -day life. I'm like, wow, I'm really uncomfortable right now, or this is very hard. But I have to remember like, oh, that's what's going to make it, like the hard is part of the journey. It's part of what makes this whole thing feel so alive and rich and um, worthwhile, I guess. Mm, the bigger the discomfort, the bigger the joy on the other side. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to say you have to have discomfort to have joy, but like it is part like of what makes being a human and living in this world as a human so exciting is that challenge and overcoming that. Just sometimes in the moment we forget, we're like, wait, why is this so hard? Why do I put myself through this? But growing, growing is painful, but growing is also the, the main way to find meaning in life. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we stagnate and we're like, um, what's the point? Yeah. I really liked a word um, Brooke recently or maybe a few months ago, maybe recorded a podcast on the difference between like aliveness and happiness. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that distinction, like not being in the pursuit of happiness, because I feel like that's a different actual result than being in pursuit of aliveness, that feeling of growth, that feeling of yeah, when you're like out there and you just feel alive, like it's hard, it's like, you know, gritty, it's, you know, raw, there's lots of things involved, but you just feel like you're like a full human enjoying like the full spectrum of human emotions and being that. and all the things. Yeah, I really, really like appreciated that distinction. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm pursuing is aliveness, not really happiness all the time. So yes. And what would you say creates makes you feel alive in your day-to-day -day now nowadays mm, that's a good question in my day-to-day -day, I mean like I don't want to make it's not like everything I do is super sexy and everything feels like aliveness but 
I think not. just <laughs> being willing to take like risks helps me feel alive. Being able to grow and learn helps me feel like I'm alive. Putting myself in situations where, you know, I'm not really sure it's going to succeed, but I'm going to give it my best. Um, that makes me feel alive. And then also like still prioritizing getting outdoors is super essential for me, like in a really big part of my life. Um, even though I work a lot too, and I have my own business and um, that takes a lot of work, but making sure that we plan time to be outside and getting to go on those adventures and have those experiences as like an integral part of our life as well. Mm-hmm. I think all of those things bring aliveness to to my life. Amazing. And when you look back on your life before and your life now, how do you feel about the shift that you've made? Yeah, I think, well, I always like, I think I'm really thankful for the life that I lived, <laughs> even though it had a lot of, you know, moments where maybe I would be like, oh, I could have done it differently, or maybe had more different kinds of experiences. But I think it made me the person I am today. So like, going through some of those things that I did as a kid, maybe not growing up outdoorsy, maybe having to go through that divorce and experience experiencing pain in that way and hardship in that way and having to struggle to figure out who I am and what I wanted to be. All of that was worthwhile to get to where I am today because I think it gave me a lot of clarity on who I wanted to become and who I didn't want to become. And without that contrast, I don't think I would be where I am today. And also I wouldn't be able to relate to people that maybe are going through a similar experience. So I kind of forget the question, but did I answer that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and today, what are the days when you feel most fulfilled or the moments when you feel most fulfilled? Yeah, so depending on the day, um, I would say the days that I feel most fulfilled are when like I'm really focused on or okay maybe I'll explain it to this when you have your like work days and you kind of have your like non-work days so they're very different for me um because it's different kind of fulfillment so in like the work whenever I'm more focused and like not all over the place with my work and maybe I commit to a certain amount of things and commit to getting those things done and I see it through when I'm practicing like self-integrity to my plan and my dreams and my goals in that day, I feel really fulfilled through that um, because it's very, I'm really proud that I've like stay focused and followed my plan and I'm making leaps towards bigger goals that I have with our business, our team, helping our students in that vision. In contrast, when I have those days where I'm a little bit all over the place I didn't really meet my expectations and it's because maybe I'm trying to escape a discomfort feeling. Usually, you know, like you're about to do something hard and you're resisting it instead of just getting in and doing yeah. that work. Yeah. And those days I feel less fulfilled, but that it makes sense. I always look back and I'm like, oh, it's because, yeah, I didn't commit and practice like that kind of self-integrity. I love the concept of self-integrity and it's helped me so much in the last year yeah I uh, feel more lighthearted at work um, yeah and I talk about it on the podcast sometimes um, self-integrity is showing up for yourself mm-hmm. um, I'd like to hear what your tricks are to show up for yourself to get through what you plan in one day what's what's worked best for you I mean at a high level like even before you step into like the day to day at a high level, everything that I feel like I've been able to like accomplish or practice that self-integrity stemmed behind having like a really, and it sounds really cheesy and everyone always says this, but like having a really strong why attached to why it's even important for you to even be focused on that goal. So whether that's like your goal of being more adventurous or your goal of like, Uh, creating your own business or whatever your goal is, it's like if it's not rooted in something that really is meaningful to you in the first place, um, it's very hard to feel any drive towards self-integrity around that goal um, is what I've personally found. So I have a really strong why and it keeps me showing up, you know, 
every day. And my why has evolved since I first started She Dreams of Alpine from like, oh, just wanting to create a lifestyle of freedom and stuff for for myself. And to now, like, I want to have this vision. I want to grow my team and I want to impact more lives. And like, that really fuels me now. And then on a day to day, it's just about doing like that boring, unsexy thing of planning out your time and like sticking to it and practicing sticking to it. And I do allow myself some flexibility in that, but really like, yeah, doing the unsexy work of making a plan and trying to like your plans are in in accordance with your goals and you're doing your best to show up for those plans, even if that work is not always exciting. Because the work we do, even though we love our work, isn't always going to be so fun every single second of the day yeah and that's uh, easy to make a parallel with through hiking and yes hiking in general Mm -hmm. like some people are going to start the 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 pacific crest trail and then give up after a few days because they didn't think it was so boring they didn't they hadn't imagined that you basically just walk eight hours a day every day um (laughs) Uh, we have to be honest with yourself about that and expect the boredom and be okay with the boredom. Not every minute of our life has to be epic. And yeah, what exactly. makes like what makes our life more epic is our, I think, our willingness to move through that the discomfort of like boredom and some tasks that are more difficult or boring or. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't have those epic experiences unless you're willing to do the boring work and show up consistently to do it. Yeah. And I don't even know if I would term it boring, but like sometimes it's maybe um, not as, well, not as fun is basically like boring, but (laughs) I mean, like, I don't normally feel bored with my work. I feel like that's not the right term. It's just like the nitty gritty. It's kind of like, you know, maybe I'll be doing like bookkeeping, for example, I'll be doing a day of bookkeeping. And I can't say it's like the most fun thing I get to do in my business, but it's really good for me to know my numbers and my data and like pay payroll and do those things. And they're all really vital things to the business and it keeps us growing and focused. And yeah, so that's very good mindset here, Allison. I want to congratulate you. It's funny you talk about <laughs> bookkeeping because I was doing my September bookkeeping just before our call. I and, saw that. And it was not fun. It was boring. <laughs> yeah. not even boring. I think a bit of a, it was challenging, like yeah. very, very far from my zone of excellence. <laughs> so when we talk about committing uh, to your goals and committing to your plans that you've made in a given day, even though you don't feel like it in the morning, even though it might not be what you feel like doing in the moment. Um, yeah. A lot of people are going to um, tell me uh, they're afraid of commitment. Like it feels mm. like a prison. But to me, commitment feels more like freedom. Yeah, And I'd love to know what commitment means to you because that's a word you used a lot in our conversation. So I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear what commitment is. What does it mean to you? I would agree. I feel like commitment feels like freedom because it feels like a choice um, that you've made consciously. And in, uh, in that conscious choice, it feels like freedom, like you're leaning fully into it. And I don't even know, I don't know if that makes sense, but I I can remember, this is getting kind of like intimate, but I guess when I, if you go back to like when I was going through my divorce, I was also doing um, some counseling during that time. And I remember the therapist telling me in that moment, and this has always stuck with me and it's been something I've carried with me since then. But she said, Allison, like, you're overthinking, like you're running too many of these possibilities in your mind. You just need to make a choice about this and you need to be all in on that choice. And you just need to like, not worry if it was better there or you made the wrong choice. Like you just need to go all in on it and choose and just don't turn back, like go forward. Cause I was living in, um, like kind of, I was just creating this sort of horrible situation for myself where I couldn't, like I was stuck because I couldn't, I wasn't seeing the freedom in choice and commitment. Um, 
And yeah, and that was huge for me. And that's been something I've taken with me, like almost on everything. Um, it, 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 that in itself, her telling me to choose was like, oh, it was a mind blowing moment. I'm like, I just have to choose. Like there's not a right choice. There's not a wrong choice. That is so, so important. The idea of making a decision. We think that clarity is going to come from thinking, but clarity comes from action and engagement and moving yes. forward. My my dad is the one who told me that. He always said, like, don't just don't try, just go and do it and do it fully. Um, yes, and just commit to making like every big identity shift to me starts with like a big decision. Yes, exactly. Like going all like. You don't even know all the steps, but you're like, you know, with the backpacking thing or the year of yes, like I want to be this person and I'm going all in on it. I don't know if I know all the things, but I'm going to do my best and just give it a go. And I know some people might be saying, well, like, oh, I don't know if I want this or I want that. But like, if you're really um, dabbling in confusion and like playing around with confusion, at some point you just need to pick one or one thing or whatever it is you're trying to decide with and just decide to go all in on it, whether it's the right choice or not, you'll learn something from it or you'll grow from it in some way, way more than you will just sitting idly and trying to like game theory or piece out the right decision for yourself. Um, like making like a massive mind map. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Like, Action. It's good to be considerate of your decision, but there's like a limit to yes. consideration. So to anyone who's yeah. listening to us right now, this is a sign. If you've been confused about something for a long time, <laughs> make a decision now and commit to your decision. And you'll be surprised what life is going to bring you. Like when you decided to just go all in, in the outdoors, life brought you stuff and you learned so much from yes. this, but you have to go all in. We don't want to be passive. We don't want to be in between. So that's. Yeah. And don't, and don't have too many things on your plate either. It's like, if you go all in on too many things, your time split, like just pick some big area you would like to work on and, and go all in on that at least at first until you feel like it's become part of your identity, but making identity shifts and choosing and making choices is like, it's a big deal. So it's a lot of work. Mm, that's so good. So good. So I'm going to end on that. And I want, I want to ask you if there is any more advice, like one piece of advice you want to add on top of all these gems that you would give someone who feels stuck and wants more adventure in their life. Yeah. I, I think like we really <laughs> nailed it here. Like my biggest piece of advice to anyone who feels stuck is really making that choice and drawing a line in the sand and deciding that they really want this and also being willing to drop any stories they have had about themselves and why it's not possible for them because you have to take a moment and just be like, imagine it is possible for you. What would that look like? And try to start living in that reality versus what you've always considered your prior reality. Um, and then you just have to start taking action. Um, and another big one is being willing to fail. Like the, the whole concept around failure and being willing to fail. And um, yeah, that's been huge for me. Um, and my success is not knowing all the answers and being okay with it, even though it's very uncomfortable, but you know, it works itself out. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it, but you just keep showing up and you're never going to know what the steps are going to get you to get you to point A and point B. But if you don't keep just taking that next step, it's like, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. That's so good. All right, Allison, tell us where we can find you. And if my listeners want to work with you, how does it work? Yeah, I mean, an easy place to connect with me is either on Instagram at She Dreams of Alpine or on our website, shedreamsofalpine.com. And, um, you know, if they are interested in learning about backpacking and exploring that side of themselves through the vehicle of backpacking, um, we have a program called Become an Outdoor Backpacking Badass. Um, the best place to learn about that is just by joining 
you know, our email list where I talk about it a lot more. Um, you can find, you can join our email list through our, um, we have a starter kit called the Outdoor Adventure Starter Kit. It's at shedreamsofalpine.com slash adventure um, or our wait list. It's shedreamsofalpine.com slash wait list. So those are the best All places easy links. to um, I love it. I feel like we're the, the perfect match because you you teach adventurous souls to be confident in the outdoors and then I teach them to bring that into their real life and find ways to apply that in their real life so it's like a perfect combo yes <laughs> I love that I love the work that you're doing and the focus that you're taking there I think it's so so important mm, thank you and thank you so much for being the first self-growth nerd guest um and mm. I hope you can come back in the future and tell us more uh great insights totally awesome thank you so much marie for having me bye hello nerds it's me marie i wanted to say hello after my conversation with allison i really hope you enjoyed as much as i did and please get in touch if you loved having a guest on the podcast let me know and I'll make sure to have more in the future if you enjoyed that kind of episode and I wanted to hop on here to remind you to uh, DM me if you want to be on the wait list for my program Brave and Bold that's uh, opening up in October. It's going to be a uh, an application that you fill in and then accepted applicants are going to be welcomed to come to a live private training to learn more about my approach and about how it's going to work and decide if that's something you want to do. Um, if you're interested in creating a life that fills you up with joy and with fulfillment like your outdoor adventures do, then it's going to be the perfect place for you. You're going to be supported by me, but by also by other people like you who um, want to commit to their growth, who want to start dreaming bigger for their lives and want to craft a big meaningful vision and take bold, scary, Uh, exciting and thrilling action in that direction. We're going to do this together and I hope you're going to join us on the journey. So DM me on Instagram if you want to be added to the waitlist and this way you will be notified when applications open and you'll be then able to learn everything you need to learn about the program. All right, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. You just listened to the self Girl Nerds podcast. Make sure to subscribe and to find me on Instagram at self Girl Nerds. If you want individual help developing the confidence to create a more meaningful and exciting life, visit selfgrowthnerds.com today to learn how. Finally, I want to thank my friend Etienne Galano for editing this. And I want to thank you, kind-hearted souls, for growing into your truest, most courageous selves every day and making this world a better, more beautiful place. My name is Marie, and I will talk to you next week.